Brothers and sisters, friends and comrades, welcome to the PRC Show. I'm your host, Paul Cooley, Paul Robert Cooley, and uh, thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. Um, so today there is no guests, um, but we are going to talk about a little about city living and some of its dangers or supposed dangers, and a little bit about public education. Um, unfortunately, we had no guests today. This is only the second episode. Um, and uh, there's been some events happening recently in the city that I kind of wanted to get to, and that's what the topics are. Um, so today, uh, our show is sponsored, as I mentioned before, our show is going to be sponsored by um, all the books that I own that I have not read yet. Um, and this book is, uh, the, sh- the, sh- the show today is sponsored by Bowling Alone by Robert Putnam. And it's titled, uh, the subtitle is The Collapse and Revival of... American community. The collapse and revival of American community. Shouldn't it be of the American community? Um, and, well, anyways, uh, this is one of these books that, you know, I've heard a lot about, and I feel like I've read it, but it's about how people are more disconnected, and I guess the alienation of uh, modern, the modern American person, and how, um, you know, people aren't as involved in their church, or PTAs, or, you know, as a title suggests, bowling alone. We're not part of bowling leagues anymore, um, and things like that. Uh, and one of the things, I, I haven't read this book, but one of the things I do, this is, uh, I should, I'm going to admit this now, I've been doing this for probably 15 years now. Anytime I open up a social, social book, um, a nonfiction book, I go immediately to the index. This is, I can't believe I do this, but I do it. And I look up uh, Karl Marx. You know, I just want to see what people think about him. That's somebody that I uh, think is one of the most brilliant thinkers of our time. I haven't read all his work and works by any means, but um, I think it's important how people view him. Um, so I immediately go to Karl Marx and see, oh, is he even quoted in here? Is he? And I, uh, well, there, there he is. So on page two eighty two, and. Um, what does he say? Here, here's the sentence. Many of the grand masters of 19th century social theory, from George Simmel to Karl Marx, argued that market, market capitalism had created a cold society, lacking the interpersonal warmth necessary for friendship and devaluing human ties to the status of mere commodities. I think that might uh, hit it on the head. I mean, Putnam goes on to say, the problem with this generic theory of social disconnectedness is that it explains too much, which might be true. But... um. I've sort of always been interested in this idea of how capitalism has created uh, people being alienated from each other, from work. They're all just uh, cogs in a machine. Um, I think that's why I really like the first Matrix. Too bad that kind of went off, got a little bit too weird. But um, so the anyways, that's why our f- show is sponsored by Bowling Alone by Robert Putnam. Pick it up at a used bookstore, read it, and um, uh, tell me what you think about it. Maybe summarize it for me. Um, the show now has an email. Um, later on in the show, I say I don't know if we have it, but we do have an email. It is prshow at gmail.com. No, that's not the email. I said it wrong. It's prcshow at gmail.com because the show is called The PRC Show. So the email, again, is prcshow at gmail.com. Again, send me your emails there. Okay, let's... Uh Let's begin. Okay, so I'm 32 years old. I'm living in a newer city here. I've lived here for, you know, three months. And I'm starting to question, should I be living in a city? 
Should I move to the suburbs? My significant other, the goat, would never tolerate that kind of living. Um, and I don't want to live uh, where you have to drive everywhere, and I like the idea of walking places and stuff. But um, I don't know, there's been some issues that have come up that make me question what the hell am I doing? I mean, uh, for one, a couple of abandoned houses uh, were burned down last night. Um, literally like a tenth of a mile from my house. And uh, I don't know, that's unsettling. There's been a couple murders within a quarter of a mile from my house. Um, and yeah, sure, that's one of the things you do when you live in a city. You have to deal with uh, people getting murdered and houses burning down. But um, being in a smaller city, being that there's um, these things are a little closer to me. I'm not, you know, the the nicer neighborhoods are smaller here in this in this city. Um, and so last night, uh, or was it two nights ago? I'm just reading the paper here. I mean, I was I think it was Sunday night. Um, either way, um, you know, these fires took place. And uh, there were abandoned buildings, row houses, and I sort of live in a row house here. And, um, you know, set off by some teens or whatever. But, uh, you know, the front page of the paper here says, Drug dens and fire traps. Yeah, that's my neighborhood for the most part. And um, so like a Harrisburg supposedly has 400 vacant buildings whose stature is considered emergency because the hazards and the eyesore they pose to criminal activity they attract. And guess how many the city's going to be able to demolish this year? 35 to 40. That still leaves like 355, 65 uh, abandoned houses. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's, um, and, you know, uh, it really makes me uh, a little nervous. Um, and, you know, I was reading this paper, and this is like, you know, when I first moved here, there was a skunk in my backyard. And I was thinking, well, what the hell's that? Maybe that's a weird uh, mid-state mid thing. But um, I think it's because of the shit in houses that um, I buy. Oh, I shouldn't say the F word. I'll edit that out. Um, this woman, um, Angela Preston, says in the paper... Um, on 7th and Calker Streets, where she's lived for six years. Across the street was a large overgrown lot, one of many gaps in the street, once lined with row homes, that she said is home to rats, possums, and cats. Possums are scary and ugly-looking things. They got those fangs and teeth. I think they're like a cross between like a Dracula rat and a squirrel or something, or a cat. I mean, I've seen one. They are... Frightening. Now there was a skunk in my backyard once, and it did smell. I didn't. I haven't seen any of them yet. Oh, and how about this? The tree in my backyard recently fell over. Now that's a problem that could happen in the suburbs. I understand that. But now it's leaning against a house. How long is it going to take for them to, you know, clean that up? And who's them? I don't know who to call. But do I call my landlord? I mean, I probably should call tree service. I don't want to have to pay for that though. But what end up? What we end up finding is. Uh, that the the tree was basically rotted out, and that either could be from fire ants or bugs. I think it was from the poison ivy, which it is wrapped in. And I think poison ivy can destroy uh, trees. Um, that's not like a symbiotic relationship, is it? I don't think it is. I think that's a uh, what's the host when it, the host really destroyed the tree. I don't. It's not really helpful for the poison ivy if it killed the tree, because now it's not going to be able to survive, I guess. But so. Um, 
you know, these are definitely concerns that you think about. And being 32, uh, you know, want to have kids soon, sooner rather than later. You know, do you want to live in a place where um, these things are occurring? Bring children up. Um, you know, I know the people that were murdered around here were probably, uh, they had it coming. You know what I mean? Like, they probably did something where where, where they pissed somebody off. It wasn't just random violence. Um, but, uh, you know, this brings me to another issue, and that is... Um, the, Im- the bad image that murders can really bring to uh, a city, to people that particularly don't live in a city. Um, I guess that sounds kind of funny, but I started this new job, and some of my coworkers were worried that I live in the city here. And, uh, you know, I ride my bike to work. It's three miles, and it's in a nice uh, lily-white suburb. And, um, you know, we're three of us were in this room taking care of this patient, uh, and... The patient was, you know, comatose, basically. So we're in there talking and being pretty cavalier. And they say, oh, yeah, you know, you really got to be careful um, living there. And I thought to myself, well, I've lived in bigger cities. I've lived in Cleveland, uh, you know, Pittsburgh. Um, And uh, I thought they were thinking just like the traffic of riding my bike over. Like, oh, no, you know, it's very dangerous. This is the second largest, the second most dangerous um, city in America. And I'm thinking, there's no way that's true. I think there's been 10 or 11 murders this year. And when I lived in Cleveland one year, there was like 220. But maybe per capita, it, it is bad. Now, um, they proceeded to tell me how uh, this story of, um, you know, what you know, we're taking care of this patient. Well, my friend saw a uh, saw a man getting stabbed. In, you know, in town there. And I was like, oh, where was this? What time of day? Well, it was about 2 a.m. in the morning. Well, of course, 2 a.m. in the morning. That's when people are drunk and doing stupid shit. And I said, well, where was this at? Oh, it was outside a strip club called like Shirley's or um, Sally's or something. And I said, well, of course, outside a strip club, that's where bad shit happens. And my other coworker, who's in her uh, 50s or so, she was like, oh, no. That strip club, that's not just a strip club. That's actually a nice gentleman's club. A gentleman's club. I mean, are you kidding me? That's what she said. She said it was a gentleman's club. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, um, are you, do you have a axe to grind against this city? I mean, why are you, like, um, going out of your way to say I made a bad choice of living here? Now, this woman lives 45 minutes away up in... Uh, you know, farm country, um, and it takes her, she says, 45 minutes to an hour. So that every day after a 12-hour shift, you know, it takes her an hour to drive here, an hour to get home. So I said, well, there's no way I could live where you live because I'd probably be in danger of falling asleep driving and killing myself, which didn't really go over well. But um, anyways, uh, you know, they, they just have a different view of, um, of uh, what it's like to live in a city. And... Um, you know, you hear those comments at work, and then people say, oh, yeah, I've been there uh, driving around, and, you know, I just see how people let their kids out. I would never want my kids to be outside. And I'm thinking, what the hell? There's kids, you know, I see kids playing, f- like, throwing the football around and on my street. And, you know, it seems safe. Now, I think one of the reasons that they're, they mention these things is um, there's more black people here, and I think that uh, is maybe the issue. Um, 
I mean, I live in a basically mixed neighborhood. Um, there's some, you know, more middle upper class gay guys across the street. Um, there's an older black woman that lives next to me. She takes care of her grandkids. They seem nice. You know, but you think about living here, and if you do have kids, what school do you send them to? Do you send them to a shithole school? I mean, this these schools are really terrible. Now, I don't think my schools were that good. I went to a Catholic school for five years, then I went to a public school, and a pretty good public, uh, uh, whatever, pretty good public school in a suburb of Pittsburgh. But um, I don't think I learned that much, but apparently I did. I guess I learned how to read and write and do math. Um but I don't. I think I learned mostly in college and after college, and from you know my wife and my friends. I mean, that's who I think I learned more from. But I guess if I went to a shitty school, I'd you know, uh, my life would have turned out differently, I suppose. Um, but I think it had more to do with my family upbringing and in the sort of setting I was in. I mean, I kind of want to have kids and send them to a shitty school just to prove that that the school's not as important. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing to do for uh, if I have kids, though, like to use them as a social experiment. My uh, significant other probably wouldn't be into that, but I want to sort of do it just to prove people wrong. I mean, the idea of paying thousands of dollars a year to send your kid to a private school really pisses me off. I do not want to have to do that. Um, I don't want to have to homeschool them either, although I figure I'd sort of be homeschooling them the you know, outside of their r- daily schooling, do like supplemental. I mean, my mom taught me how to read you know, sort of before I went to school a little bit, um, really worked on that. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know. Um, how important is a uh, public education? I mean, I think it's pretty, you know, I something I believe in, but um, we'll see what some of my friends do that have these kids. Are they going to send them to a private school? Um now, some of my left-leaning friends, I think, would want to um, send their kids to a racially diverse school. But, um, you know, the truth of the matter is we live in a very racist society in the sense that the institutions are racist. People people may be less racist today to individuals, you know. But um, and our school system is a product of that, and it's really classist because... Oh, God, it's just so ridiculous how schools are funded. You know, if you live in a rich neighborhood, your schools come from property taxes. They have more money, so they're going to have better schools, better equipment, all that jazz. And, you know, you live in a poor area, poor schools. And because of uh, the legacy of racism and really poverty, uh, you know, um, black folks live in uh, disproportionate amount of uh, poor neighborhoods, so they have crappier schools. And um, so, you know, what what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to go move out to Lily White uh, Suburban Boar Fest and then send your kid there? Um, or do you uh, try to be an urban pioneer, which uh, my wife hates that term. Um, and, you know, uh, see, th- that's what I mean. I don't know how much the education matters, uh, the teachers. I don't know if it's more. You no, know, it, it, it does matter. I mean, I'm going back and forth here. I don't know. Now, maybe there's the, the constant disruption. Now, I do, you know what? I'm just now thinking about this. Um, I was really good at math when I was younger. And when I went to public school, you know, I still did pretty well in math. And um, I even took honors chemistry. Um, but there is some truth to when you have a sort of chaos, you know, in the classroom that can impede education. Now, my freshman year, I took algebra 
one or two, whatever it was, in high school. And it was the last period of the day, and I had a bunch of derelicts in my class. I think one of them's dead. One of them was doing cocaine, I believe, uh, that year. And that's because I had to do... Uh, I got busted for underage drinking and had to do some community service, and he ended up uh, doing it with me for, I think, I don't know, something else. But anyways, that class was ninth period. It was taught by a elderly, a very old woman. She must have, she, to me, she looked like she was in her 90s. She was probably 65. But she could not, she she could not um, get control of the class. And so it became a free-for-all, and basically... Um, you know, my sense of humor and everybody became a class clown. I mean, there was me and probably a bunch of others and we were just having a fun time. It was the end of the day. We were tired. We wanted to get the hell out of there. And um, I don't think I learned that much. And then it screwed me going forward. And then when I had to take other math classes, it was really difficult because there was shit I just didn't learn. And I think I ended up passing that class with a B plus or an A minus or something like that. Um, but uh, it was uh, it was a problem. And then the next year, I remember my math class, I had uh, another really t- terrible teacher that was just, he was like a sports jock coach, and he would, uh, it was like first period, so I was basically sleeping. Um, but, you know, I liked math, and I was pretty good at it. I mean, I can, I know the square root of 49 and um, 7, and, you know, I know how to do things. I'm, I'm take, I just finished this stats class for my uh, bachelor's in nursing, and, um you know, maybe, maybe there is something to the uh, having a good public education. Now I'm arguing, you know, arguing against myself here. But um, it is something that I uh, think about. So, what are your thoughts? You can email me at uh, prcshow at gmail.com. You know, I don't even have that email yet, but it should be available. I'll let you know by the end of the show if that's available. PRCshow at gmail.com. And, um, you know, city living and public schools, these are topics we'll discuss in future episodes, hopefully. Maybe I can get, like, a teacher in here. I know a couple. And, uh, all right. Um, it's pretty hot out. So, talk to you later. Bye. comrades i hope you enjoyed the show um you know we got into a little bit of uh city talk and education talk i hope i didn't say anything too offensive although honestly i don't really care um anyways uh hopefully we're gonna have a guest next time it's unlikely i'm having a difficult time getting people to fly into harrisburg pa but maybe we can do something through the internet Anyways, uh, you can always email the show uh, at prcshow at gmail.com. prcshow at gmail.com. All right, stay cool. Take it easy.